Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning. It is uh, Wednesday, 6.08, uh, hump day or midday or, you know, whatever. KCO Day radio program. Got that going for us. Look at that. We haven't even started the show, and already, already people have decided to send me multiple emails. Let me get the uh, let me get the requisite music for this. <laughs> Ross, this seemingly is directed at you. By the way, Boston Paul, who's apparently up, or or uh, other alternative, never went to sleep because the drinking. Dear show. NFL OT rule change. A little late for some teams. Buffalo Bills to receive a welfare stadium. What a shame. Ross's mom and others will have to pay for millionaires to run up and down a field that will cost nearly $1 billion. Thank you, Boston Paul. Glad you're up already, buddy. Do you want dome or no dome? Do you have a do you have would, a preference? I would here? prefer a dome. I You're really gonna would. You, so you would prefer a dome because some people would argue that there's some competitive advantage to I, I don't, freezing your I don't butt don't off. Think about that. I think it sucks. I think it's stupid. Yeah. But I think I think it's gonna be no dome. You think it's gonna be no dome? Yeah, I think they're gonna stay with tradition. I gotta tell you, man. I honestly, I thought that that for years over the uh, course of the Vikings going through all the stuff that they went through to get their stadium, which it was a whole thing. They they were talking up until the last minute. They were talking open-air stadium. We're going to be the Packers. We're going to go back to the old Met. It's going to be, you know, um, it's going to be like that. And then at the end of the day, they're just like, no, we're going to have this big glass monstrosities. So... Even though people talked about that the whole time, I think once the money started flowing, they're just like, yeah, we're going to go with the whole thing. So, uh, to, the, to the point about the NFL rule change, though, yes, the NFL has decided, apparently, according to ESPN and others, that 
there's going to be a rule change, and that's a thing. So it's not the only thing that they decided. In fact, there are um, a couple other items we'll uh, we'll get to as the uh, show unfolds here on your Wednesday, but um, that's kind of the primary thing that uh, most are uh, focusing on. All right, also coming up on the show, uh, we got more fun with teachers. These uh, poor maligned Florida uh, teachers. Wonderful, wonderful video there. Also, uh, this from the President of the United States who was signing the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill. It's literally the name of the bill. Let's play this. America and the world saw what she saw. Emmett Till was born nearly 40 years ago after the first anti-lynching law was introduced. Holy crap. Ross, Emmett Till, younger than us. Did you realize that? I I didn't realize that. I was completely unaware that Emmett Till was born nearly 40 years ago, which would make him younger than me. America and the world saw... What she saw. Emmett Till was born nearly 40 years ago after the first anti-lynching law was introduced. Arguably, he wouldn't have seen it coming. It's the, this isn't just an example you were using for your speech. This was literally the namesake of the bill, the anti-lynching bill, which at the end of the day, I'm not a fan of lynching. I got it. That being said, kind of seems like that's not a uh, not much of an issue right now. You know, just spitballing here as somebody who uh, you know burns through the news. It seems like it's uh, it's a bit ceremonial in nature and ultimately not. But that being said, whatever. I really don't care. Right, it's one of those bills that you see from a legislative standpoint where they're just like, all right, we're going to go ahead and pass this. There's not going to be a lot of political opposition because it's an anti-lynching bill. And we'll go ahead and do it, and then we can represent to our constituency that we're getting stuff done. I don't know what it is you're getting done, but, you know, that's, that's legislature for you. That's Congress. That being said, if you're going to essentially have the gimme bill, right, which this is a gimme bill, you gotta get the uh you gotta get the theater around it right. Emmett Till, by the way, born in nineteen forty one. Just so we're all clear. And just so we're also all clear, because again, I'm a history nerd guy. Emmett Till, and specifically the accuser of Emmett Till, lives here in North Carolina, I believe to this day, unless she passed away in the last couple years. Yeah, there's a little fun fact for you. That's a thing. And I would encourage you, whether it's Emmett Till or any other aspect of history where it is famous enough that Congress feels the need to act, that one ingratiate themselves with learning about the the history thereof. Especially as it pertains to, you know, a little bit of a local connection here. 
That being said, he is not nearly 40 years old. Or would have been nearly 40 or, you know, whatever that insinuation was. All right, 888-934-7874. Get into that. Um, tell you what, I'll give you a rundown of uh, just a few other things we're going to hit. But it, right now it is 615. We'll take a break. KCO Day radio program. Celebrating 10 years and still going strong. Thank you. KC is on 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. All right, welcome back. It is uh, 620 here on the uh, KCO Day radio program. Just scanning over some of the um, some of the other stuff we're going to get to, including... Um, well, this is, uh, this is interesting. This is a pretty fascinating case, by the way. And uh, some of you will remember this. I um, suppose you probably got to be over the age of uh, 50. But um, in 1976, a uh, group of kidnappers decided that they would abduct a bus full of children and literally bury them underground. Uh, the Chachilla Bus Kidnappers, I, I believe is how they were known. But, yes, back in the news. We will get to that. Uh, we got big Top Gun uh, news because, you know, that's something we follow here on the show. Space hotels and, of course, um, an update on the Madison Cawthorn, uh, Washington, D.C.'s nothing but coke-fueled uh, geriatric orgies because that's a... That's the story in our stack today. But I mentioned that the NFL has other rule changes other than... Let me just read the headline here because it seems to be slightly different than the uh, headline that I submitted into the stack. Quote, the Allen rule, Josh Allen transcends the game, inspires OT rule change. That's a headline that's in my stack. Saw that in my uh, little rundown yeah, here on they, the headings. Yeah, they're calling tab. it the Allen Rule. Are they? He's changing the game. Because he transcends the game as the GOAT, right? I, I think it's in the, this is the final line of the story, I believe. <clears throat> Allow me to scroll down. It appears the NFL couldn't find an argument against the idea, a tip of the cap to the NFL and to Josh Allen uh, and an uppercase goat. That's weird. Because I, I I don't remember any of this from the story that I read yesterday when I sent the link. However, right, I, you know, I send a lot of links over for the, uh, for the big pack of stuff, so uh, maybe, I, maybe I just forgot, right? I mean, they're constantly updating these things. Probably what happened here. Uh, basically, um, if you happen to watch any of the playoffs last year, you saw the Buffalo Bills-Kansas City Chiefs game. It was crazy. And uh, unfortunately, even though teams are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, by the time they got to overtime, based on the overtime rules, the Chiefs were able to take the ball, march down, score the touchdown, and it literally never gave the Buffalo Bills an opportunity even though there was a high likelihood based on the way that everything had been going that the Buffalo Bills might uh, score a touchdown. 
because it was uh, it was a uh, damn free for all. But the rules didn't allow it, and uh, a lot of people found that uh, not okay. And in fact, if you looked at the stats, you saw that uh, over the last what however many years, basically. Um, the team that won the coin toss in uh, in uh, in overtime in the play in a playoff situation was ten and two, ten and two, and uh, I believe what seven of those out of the ten and two, uh, no, the other team never even touched the ball. So there was, you know, statistically there seemed to be a pretty clear advantage there. So this is the NFL updating. Uh, NFL Network uh, reporter Ian Rappaport, who obviously would have a little bit of an insight considering he literally works for the NFL, uh, reporting that the NFL has agreed to change the overtime rules in the playoffs, giving both teams an opportunity to possess the football. If the score is tied after each team's first possession, sudden death would then ensue. So um, currently the rule is if the first team to get the ball Scores a touchdown, it's over. If they score a field goal, then the other team gets a chance. So now, if they score a touchdown, then the other team will still get a chance. If they score a touchdown, then it turns to sudden death. So, which eventually some scenario will present where that's not good enough either. And I like the Patriots fans who are mocking you this morning for being a bunch of whiners. Um, really, you guys want to go there? You want to go? You, you you want to go in that direction of whining, as it pertains to uh, you know the Patriots or Tom Brady for that matter. That dude, watch watch a defensive player get anywhere near him and see what happens as he goes over and tells the ref. I don't even want to hear it. I think it's funny. Kraft yesterday was saying that uh, he feels bad that they haven't had a playoff win in three years. You better get used to it. <laughs> and someone even argued that the, the Dolphins might have left them now in the offseason. Oh, no. <laughs> some people are saying. Wow. I mean, what do you, some people like, what, one or two? Sure. Or? Uh-huh. So weird. I mean, I think I love the new. It's the, I think they should just let them sort of do what college does, does, which is what the NFL used to do in overtime. What, just play a set period yeah, of time? Yeah, exactly. But well, this, I mean, is, this is better than we what we had, so it's fine. And it would make sense because a big portion of the strategy of the NFL is is about how clock management. You know what I'm saying? But not in overtime necessarily, but in uh, regular. So if you want to, you know, like how do you manage the clock, especially in that last two or three minutes, where you put your timeouts, how you handle, uh, you know, the the plays that you're running. Do you throw to the uh, sideline, get out of bounds? Do you run it, but only if you have uh, the specific number of timeouts? Like, that is a known commodity within the NFL. So if you want to do that in OT, then fine. All right, what is this? Uh, Deer Show sounds like the sore loser rule. The Allen rule sounds like a rule for sore losers. If they don't want to go to OT, then why don't you win the game in standard time? It's a waste, unlike the tuck rule. Tell me you're trolling without telling me you're trolling. Thank you for that. Uh, telling you what. 
Hey, you know what you guys should do what you do stadium, Ross? I have a theory, or I have a suggestion. You ready? So if you guys are going to build your new stadium, you should have a bunch of secret cameras so you can literally sit there and film other teams. I don't know. It sort of seems like it would be illegal. No, 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 no. You want secret cameras that nobody can see so you can film the aspect of other teams, like what they're doing and stuff. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right, you know? Like maybe from a play-calling perspective, you could tap some of the the, uh, the radio back and forth from sidelines to booth. Yeah, yeah, you use technology. Isn't that what teams do now? <clears throat> Excuse me. They use technology to go ahead and uh, gain an advantage, like, you know, uh, analysis or overhead cameras and stuff or uh, drones or you guys should just, you know, tap the other team with your uh, with your new stadium there. I'm sure there's not a problem at all. The team wanted to do that. You know, just in theory. We'll look into that and much more coming up. It is the KCO Day radio program. Hang on. A new decade on the calendar and celebrating 10 years on the air. This is 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and News Talk 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. All right, welcome back. It is uh, 6.35 here on the KCO Day radio program. By the way, did you guys see the Elon Musk uh, story? Ross, did you see the Elon Musk interview? Uh, I don't know. So Elon Musk said in an interview with uh, Matthias Dumper, I don't know. He's got an umlaut on it. Um, the CEO of Business Insider's parent company. Um, uh, disclosed that he was nearly beaten to death during a violent attack uh, when he was living in South Africa. Uh, Musk actually uh, talked about his time there and his childhood, too, saying it was a very unhappy childhood. There were many years when I was very sad. Uh, It's important to know that South Africa is a very, very violent place where violence is normal. So it's not unusual. I was almost beaten to death at one point. It was a close call. I was in the hospital for quite some time. So unfortunately, it's not a rare story. Um, so you would think that that would just be part of the interview, right? Elon Musk's childhood. But as you uh, may or may not be aware, Elon Musk, because he has opinions that don't fall strictly in line with uh, the rest of the green and or uh, uh, tech executives, uh, is being accused of racism for that. For telling the story about the time he was almost beat to death in some way, shape, or form, he's uh, he's being super bigot. So, yep, that's where we are. The sensory experience of life, you can't get too caught up in the cold calculus of the cortex. By the way, I read the I read the whole interview transcript. He does not imply that the person who almost beat him to death or the persons are anyone of any particular background. Like, it doesn't... I I think people are, are sitting here and they're adding some to the story to try to make it sound like it was some sort of racial thing, but he doesn't... He, if, if he said it, he didn't say it during this interview. He just said when he was a child, uh, you know, violence was uh, a bit of a norm there, and uh, he almost was uh, beaten to death, which in and of itself may be an exaggeration. I don't know. Ah, 
When asked whether he had a hard time being alone, Musk responded, very few people like being alone. Humans are naturally social creature. And maybe what is defined as alone is not necessarily alone. I mean, if you're really alone and maybe just have books, not even communication, I think that's what drives most people crazy. I mean, there's a reason why in prison, solitary confinement is considered a big punishment. It was just kind of a strange interview, but I mean, not at the end of the day when you consider that it's Elon Musk. So he's going to say he's going to say some weird stuff. I, you know, what's uh, you know, the thing that he is currently quote needs to be punished for is uh, his audacity in talking about how maybe Twitter is not adhering to the ideals of free speech. A lot of people lost their minds over this because he sent out a couple tweets. They're like, they're not the government, blah, blah, blah. And as I pointed out on this show uh, several times, right, I got that. Totally understand that. But there is the ideals that we tend to gravitate towards in this country, and one of them is the idea that we don't always like it, but people have free speech, and ultimately we can use that to then decide whether that's somebody we necessarily want to interact with. I know that now we have cancel squads and it's an organized thing and people think, well, that's you're not you're not free from the consequences. Yeah, kind of, but you know, when you get into this organizational thing where ultimately you have a lifeline to uh essentially run this like a social credit system, that in and of itself is not necessarily the ideals by which people really saw this whole thing working out. It is it is different, but I digress. Here, he's just sitting there saying, you know, ultimately, if this is going to be the public forum of of our current environment, and it doesn't even necessarily abide by the ideals of which we 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 base our own government, maybe that's problematic, and maybe I should start my own thing. That's all he said. That was uh, that was the point of all of this. So um, obviously, people are going to sit there and they're going to imply things as part of this interview that, uh, frankly, were never part of this interview. All right, eight 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 nine three four seven eight seven four. I find this story uh, fascinating. I have to admit, I had no idea about this. In the, in the sense of uh, how it actually went down. I remember this because of the Dirty Harry stuff. In 1976, a, full, a small farming town in Northern California found itself in the national spotlight in the midst of a harrowing story. A bus full of 26 children and their driver were kidnapped by three men and buried alive. That is crazy. Because think of the prep you got to do. You got to sit there and you got to dig all of this insanity out, knowing what it is you're going to do. And there are several movies or TV shows that over the years have portrayed the idea of, of kidnapping somebody and burying them, maybe with a limited oxygen supply or oxygen supply or in a remote area as part of a kidnapping plot. And for whatever reason, back in 1976, these three folks got together and decided they were going to do it. Well, Frederick Woods was one of those folks. And uh, currently the 70-year-old 
just got parole. That's right. Uh, the three kidnappers, Richard and James uh, Schoenfeld, along with Woods, kidnapped 26 children and a uh, an adult from a school bus and demanded uh, $5 million before letting anyone go. Basically, the uh, the whole plot was inspired by Dirty Harry. So it was not the other way around. It was not like they did this and then Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry came out in like, what, 70, 71? So they saw this. They're like, yeah, genius. So they hatched a scheme to get the ransom money dropped to them in the Santa Cruz Mountains. So they basically had uh, tons of egress. It was a whole thing. Um, they were going to drive up the coast to someplace heavily wooded, go back inland, have airplanes, patrol for 200 miles up and down the area until they saw a certain series of lights. Uh, it, was, it was very complex. They'd given it a lot of thought. The problem was is you can't really stake out that much land, and obviously when you have the resources of uh, the totality of law enforcement in California at the federal level because kidnapping, uh, you're going to get busted. So... Um, Let's see. The uh, here we go. The trailer buried twelve feet underground near a rock quarry uh, owned by one of the kidnappers' fathers. Uh, the underground trailer was equipped with a ventilation system, toilets. Uh, the kidnappers provided the victims with water and a supply of food. Uh, bus driver Ed Ray had a plan of his own to get himself and the children out. He, along with a fourteen-year-old student, removed a manhole cover that was blocking a hole in the trailer and then dug themselves out while the kidnappers slept. Uh, it took hours for them to reach the surface. Victims spent a total of 16 hours underground and uh, devolved from there. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like uh, if you you decide you're going to kidnap in an intricate fashion and imperil 26 children and uh, one adult by burying them underground for $5 million, I don't know that you need to be out in society, even if you're 70 and... Uh, you know, quote, socially reformed. Because that just as easily could have gone in an entirely different direction. Like, your ventilation system doesn't work, and 26 kids are dead, and one adult. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash 
on the right. That's for Patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. But uh, it was fascinating to read about it. I, I literally had no idea. And, uh, you know, normally this is the kind of stuff I would have watched a documentary on at one point. All right, it is uh, 644. We'll take a break. Be right back. Hang on. years of news twice an hour and smart talk all day 94.5 wpti in the triad and 1061 fm talk in the triangle all right good morning it is uh, 6 50 here on the uh, kco day radio program so i mentioned yesterday that the uh, president of the united states was very happy to sign the what is literally called the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill. America and the world saw what she saw. Emmett Till was born nearly 40 years ago after the first anti-lynching law was introduced. Yes, that's right. The nearly 40-year-old or would-be 40-year-old uh, Emmett Till. He was actually born in uh, 1941. But, you know, that's a whole thing. And, and you know, it's a thing that is uh, part of the history. And uh, it even has a little North Carolina connection. So, you know, do the research there. That being said, it's, you know, it's puffery. It's a, um, it is, it's one of those bills that, uh, frankly, nobody's really going to object to. But also, also I, I don't really understand why. If, for those of you who don't know, basically the bill makes the act of lynching a hate crime. That's it. That's the uh, that's what the bill does. So um, I think most people would recognize it's been a while, right? I, you know, from a from a lynching standpoint, trying to remember the last time that we've even had this conversation. Now, the vice president, who actually, when she was a senator, was the sponsor of a version of this bill, not the one that necessarily passed, but a, but basically this bill. She spoke about this yesterday, and she said, quote, excuse me, uh, lynching is not a relic of the past. Racial acts of terror still occur in our nation, and when they do, we all have the courage, we have to have the courage to name them and hold the perpetrators to account, or perpetrators to account. All right, um, so the last thing that Kamala Harris claimed to be a lynching was the juicy Smollier thing. She referred to it as a modern-day lynching in a tweet almost immediately after it happened, even after hearing that story and not apparently having any questions about it. In a way, lynching is a relic of the past. I mean, just mathematically. From a... The last time we had lynching discussions... um, because I, you know, we obviously we talk about these things, we discuss these things. You had her claiming the juicy Smollier thing was a quote uh, a, a a lynching. Um, there were others, including uh, Clarence Thomas, referred to his own uh, uh, confirmation hearing as a digital lynching. I remember that. Arguably, you had that case down in Texas with Mister Bird. Um. 
who uh, was uh, via chain attached to the back of a truck and drugged to death. Uh, some people referred to that as lynching. I would tend to agree with that, by the way. But ultimately, it's you know, it's it's not what it was. See, what it was is turn of the century, you know, early 1900s through 1940s uh, up into the 50s. It was a bunch of Southern Democrats running around and killing black people for, uh, you know, doing things like voting or um, looking at white women or, you know, things like that. Playing chess. I believe there was one. Yeah, no, 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 because I'm somebody who actually, you know, looks at this stuff and actually attempts to study and, and understand it. There was one where they lynched a man for playing chess with a white man. That was an that was an actual motivation for one. So, you know, just if if we're going to be abundantly clear on on what it is that Southern Democrats were up to, uh, turn of the century, nineteen hundreds. There you go. But you know, by all means, uh, pass your bill here and talk about how it's not a relic of the past and uh, tell us that Emmett Till is uh, in his late thirties. By all means, all right. Eight 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 nine three four seven eight seven four. Uh, a few other things. One, the uh, president has proposed, good God, a $5.7 trillion budget. Saying that that is a, quote, fiscally responsible number, $5.7 trillion. Uh, one of my favorite aspects of it is what is referred to as the billionaire's tax. And I want you all to get your calculators out. Get the old, uh, in fact, uh, hold on. Let's realize this. Ross, would you put my adding machine on the button bar? I totally spaced this. I was going to do it during the last break. Just It's called adding machine. Because um, we're going to need it. Because I got I to gotta do some math here. So the billionaire's tax, as it's being referred to, the billionaire's tax, apparently will um, uh, start impacting people from a tax standpoint uh, once they have a total value of $100 uh, million. Which, I was just doing the math on this, it's called the billionaire's tax, but if you have $100 million, hold on here, you get 100 thing, and then they carry the one, and then the... All right, and then... Uh, so that literally is like 10% of that. So I don't know why you're calling it the billionaire's tax. Not that I, you know, you know, not that I'm greatly sympathetic for those with $100 million, but I'm greatly sympathetic based on the way that they want to administer the tax. And we're going to get into that discussion coming up here in just a few minutes. All right, two quick calls. John, you're up first. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to comment on the Elon Musk thing. Um, right. I lived in South Africa for a couple of years. My wife is actually South African, and... His comments are just 100% in keeping with the way that South Africa functions as a country. The crime rate is insanely high, violent crime as well, uh, to the point where at night, if you pull up to a stop sign in a darkened, like, like there's no streetlights there, you don't yeah. actually stop. You just slow down and drive right on through because right. most likely you're going to get carjacked or attacked. Yeah. Well, that's why he's a, a super racist, sir, for pointing that out, so... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So just all right, John. Appreciate the call there. And again, he didn't even specify who who nearly killed him. This is the irony of it. Like the the media has to make assumptions. Uh, Vince, uh, go ahead. Yeah, 
a North Carolina connection to Chowchilla, California. That's where I grew up. That was, that was my school bus. Um, it was from Dairyland School District. Um, so it was rural, like rural North Carolina, and those kids had no money. Their families didn't have no money. Uh, them guys, they they planned that out. Uh, they went to the Chowchilla Stampede, which is the local rodeo, and they were hanging out there before all this happened. So uh, they planned it out, but they should never be let loose. It's well, just, all three of all three of them have now been crazy. paroled. So yeah, they you know they've all yeah. turned their lives around. So which yeah, I, you know sure. they're in their seventies, and I, I got that, and they're probably not going to bury a school bus uh, full of children again. That being said, at some point you got to draw a dividing line on. Uh, you know, maybe if you do this, maybe you don't need to be out, especially in a uh, environment where people are like, yeah, we can't have the can't have the death penalty anymore. All right. Well, then, you know, you got to recognize there's some crimes you just ain't coming back from. But one of them's imperiling, uh, you know, a ventilation system away from 26 kids dying. That would be my two cents. All right, good morning, everybody. It is 7.07, and it is Wednesday, so, you know, halfway there, all that good stuff. Glad to have you along. KCO Day radio program. $5.7 trillion, or uh, as described by the White House, a fiscally responsible budget proposal, which includes uh, all sorts of uh, fun stuff, including an obscene amount of money for, uh, you know, green Green New Deal items, you know, the ones that they can't literally work in via uh, some of the executive order stuff that they're planning. So the question is, how do you fund that? And the short answer is you don't, not with the proposals you're throwing out there. However, you do gimmicky stuff. One of those things referred to as the billionaire's tax, which, again, kicks in at $100 million, Um it, it includes something that was proposed previously, and I think from the polling that I saw was summarily rejected. However, it is something that even you and I who don't make a billion dollars or a hundred million dollars should be very concerned of, and that is what is referred to as taxation of unrealized gains, which I know at seven o'clock on a Wednesday morning makes your brain hurt, but uh, it's important you understand this, so I brought in financial guy Doug Ray. He's going to help me explain this. Doug, what's up? Hey, Casey. How you doing? I'm pretty good. So let's talk about unrealized gains uh, specifically as it pertains from a taxation standpoint. What exactly they're talking about? Yeah, all the crazy uh, plans that have ever come out of D.C., this is probably the worst and craziest of all of it. So uh, essentially what uh, the plan is that uh, any household that has $100 million net worth or more uh, every year, they're going to pay a 20% minimum tax on gains that have not been realized. In other words, uh, they haven't sold the asset to actually realize the profit, so they have to pay the tax on a fictitious profit. And, you know, 
asset prices do go down. So right. how are they going to account for that? Well, that's uh, that's uh, who cares about that? So so, but most people are sitting there going, "Well, look, I don't have a hundred million bucks. What do I care?" And I'm not one of these guys with a bunch of assets that are gaining stuff that I you know has value. Um, the problem, of course, with Washington is once they figure out that they want to do something, and even though it's supposed to start in many cases, like many taxes at the highest level, uh, eventually it comes down and uh, meet and greets folks. So. Standard Joe Blow on the street right now doesn't realize it, but there's a high likelihood, especially if they're a homeowner in North Carolina, that they have, quote-unquote, unrealized gains. And uh, if, if it was extended to everybody, they'd be liable for this. Well, I think I think you're you're spot on in, in that conjecture. You, you know, I don't think, first of all, I don't think there's a snowball's chance and you know where this thing is ever going to get passed. I mean, Manchin's already come out and said he's, he's totally against it. I think Seneca is, too. But you're right. I mean, if they do pass this, let's just you know say they do pass this thing, and they get comfortable with it. You know, why would they not reach down? What's a hundred million? Why not uh, ten million? Why not a million dollar net worth? You know, and then you're right. What about these house prices that have increased dramatically over the last couple three years? Are they going to tax people out of their home? You know, the bottom line is KC. They have grown the debt so much, there's no way, no matter what kind of tax they put on us, it's going to ever get paid off. So why bother? Well, but that's the perpetuity of it, and that's, uh, you know, people explain this, and they, and, well, first thing they do is they go, Donald Trump grew the deficit, too. Yeah, got it. Wonderful. Um, that's not the issue here. The issue is, is that there is a large swath of people in government who feel that uh, having a forever with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on on the right, that's for Patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. A certain level of debt based on the expectation of future growth is perfectly okay. And if you could guarantee future growth, you could probably make that argument. But as you pointed out, sometimes assets and everything else go down. And I think there's a lot of people concerned when they're staring at inflation that is admitted to be nearly 8%, but is likely much higher in most people's case that, um, you know, something like that could be around the corner? There's no question about it. I mean, I, I think that if we look at fundamentals, you know, you and I have talked about this market over the last year or so, and I, 
I'm not particularly optimistic. We have had a nice little rally uh, since mid-February, but I still think we have the potential for the setup of a nasty bear market. And if you look at the inflation and the supply chain issues, uh, I don't see fundamentally how we escape some sort of recession in, in the last half of, uh, of the year. It, it honestly would be a miracle if we didn't. Uh, we're chatting with uh, Doug Ray, uh, who hosts the uh, Wealth Guardians radio show on our 94.5 side. And uh, um, the the expectation, I think, for most people is that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see interest rate hikes. We saw a half point. Um, we're going to see more of those. Uh, you can see some of the mortgage rates that are starting to adjust. The expectation, I think, of a lot of people is that, you know, times are going to get a little tougher, but some are going all chicken little. It's going to be Jimmy Carter all over again. Get ready for gas lines and unaffordable housing markets. Um, Where is your head at as somebody who literally advises people on this stuff? Well, I certainly don't see interest rates going up to where they were during the Carter administration, but significantly higher from where they are now, for sure. I mean, Powell came out just last week and said, uh, you know, expect several increases of a half a point or more. Uh, I mean, let's look at the 10-year Treasury. What it did in March was just stunning. I mean, it went from 1.7% to 2.4%. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but that's a huge move. And, and let me tell you what it does to to, to the value of that, that Treasury. You buy 10-year Treasuries in $1,000 increments. So at March 1st, if you bought a 10-year Treasury, $1,000 at 1.7%, by this time, that $1,000 bill, the 10-year Treasury bill, is only going to be worth about $800. So you've lost, in the space of a month, nearly 20% of the value of that thing. So interest rates are definitely going to be going up, in my view, but not like they were back in in the Carter era. Could we see three and a half percent, four percent, ten year Treasury? Absolutely, I think that's possible. But the magnitude of the move is about the same as it would be back in the Carter era. Because when 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 uh, Volcker came in and started raising interest rates back then, he started raising them from a much higher level than um, where they are now. So the magnitude will be about the same. That did cause, if, I don't know if you can remember it, I remember because I'm old enough to remember, uh, that did cause a recession, but it killed inflation. And that's what you've got to do to kill inflation. You know, inflation, once you let that thing out of the bottle, it's hard to put back. Oh, but don't worry, it's a short-term inflation. Or what, what was the, uh, I can't remember the term the White House was using that they've, they've since given up on. But um, All right, well, let me ask you this, because at the end of the day, as somebody who is you know, a financial advisor for people, Right, so your clients are sitting there, and and you're more on the retirement side, obviously. But um, it's reactionary what you do, right? You you evaluate what's going on out there, and you figure out the best strategy. That pertains to anybody who's in a situation where government's trying to extract more money. So if you're a hundred millionaire, um, and you might be subject to this idea that you're going to be taxed on unrealized gains, how do you react to that? Because ultimately, they got a team of accountants at that rate. Uh, you know, that level of wealth that are going to figure out how they're going to react to that. Um, and and what does that reaction look like for people, and how does that affect the economy for everybody else? Well, I guess if you really believe that that would ever get enacted into law and pass, and probably one of the things you could do to head it off is to go ahead and start uh, uh, taking your gains now and going ahead and paying the tax. But, 
that way at least you'll have money to pay the tax. I mean, let's look at Elon Musk. He's worth, what, 300-some-odd billion dollars, um, and he's got 170 million-odd shares of, of Tesla, which a lot of that probably has almost a zero-cost basis. Now, his total liability on that is probably $50 million in taxes. Does he have $50 million in a checking account to, to, to write the government a check on? My guess is probably not. I mean, it would be the equivalent of somebody has a half a million dollar net worth having $30,000 in their checking account to write the government. And I can tell you, I meet with Mom and Pop USA every single day, and they don't have a, a sixth of their net worth sitting in a checking account to write the government. Right. So... So if you're so if you're one of you know you're the Elon Musk of the world and and those are the extreme examples and here's the thing I agree with you I think under the current proposal the way that it's actually been laid out the likelihood it doesn't pass however I keep hearing politicians bring up this methodology of taxation and I think that there's a lot of them who have decided that this is the way they think a wealth tax should work so whatever the dollar amount is or however it actually does come to pass, and I think it's one of those things where it's going to be, you know, it'll be a very small thing. It probably won't be part of a larger bill. The ideology of how you carry this out, I think, has stuck within a certain political class here in America, and that's why I think people need to be aware of it because even though they're not a 100 millionaire or they're not a billionaire as it's described, if you think that that's a way you should tax people, then um, you know, as, as, as sure as as sure as the sun's coming up, you can bet that there is the eventuality that if they get it implemented, it will expand to other folks. Casey, let's talk about that because that's absolutely point on. Because assume they do implement some crazy tax code like this, if the billionaires and the gazillionaires have to start selling assets to pay this tax guess what's going to happen? That's going to deflate the value of all asset classes that they have to sell. And guess where that lands? That lands in mom and pop USA's 401k plan, their IRA, and every other investment they have. Yeah. No, your CEO starts offloading a bunch of shares. Inevitably, people start to panic. Even if it's for a known reason, it doesn't matter. And, um, you know, when you get into the uh, 401s and everything, I think you're spot on there. All right, uh, Doug Ray, uh, Wealth Guardians Radio Show, appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I you know, I sit here and I look at this stuff, and I think people tend to glaze over when they hear it say, quote-unquote, billionaire tax, which I would argue is by design, by the way, from a language standpoint. But they don't realize, uh, you know, the impact it could have on them uh, here in uh, very short order. Appreciate the time. People want to learn more about you. It's thewealthguardians.com. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Casey. All right. We'll be back. Hang on. 1061 FM Talk and 94.5 WPTI, two stations driving the best in talk. This is Casey O'Day and Carolina's Morning News. Man, I don't know. I might be kind of cheesed by this, but I guess there is a little bit of a local connection. So, uh, Eric Church, the country music star, has announced he is canceling at the very last minute a uh, show in Texas um, so that he can attend the North Carolina Duke Final Four game. (laughs) 
In a message on Ticketmaster, the 44-year-old musician explained to his fan club, quote, the church choir. Uh, he'll be in attendance in New Orleans to cheer on the Tar Heels alongside his family. As a, quote, as a lifelong Carolina basketball fan, I've watched Carolina and Duke battle over the years. But to have them match up in the Final Four for the first time in the history of the NCAA tournament is any sports enthusiast's dream. Church was expected to reform at the AT&T Center as part of the Gather Again Tour on the evening of the Tar Heels' big game. Uh, the tour has only stopped in San Antonio. The concert has since been listed as canceled on the venue's website. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I know you want to go and all that, but you canceled a whole concert? A bunch of people bought tickets for that? Obviously, Church is uh, he's a North Carolina native, I guess, if you didn't know that. Um, and uh, he actually was in Philadelphia for the uh, Tar Heels, um, uh, which is where their uh, last set of games was. So um, He said, quote, I want to thank the fans for allowing me to attend the game before quoting uh, 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 Woody Durham. Quote, you go where you go and you do what you do. For those of you who just moved to North Carolina, Woody Durham is the uh, the late uh, Tar Heels uh, broadcaster from not too long ago. However, uh, Church's fans expressed their disappointment over the cancellation days before the show. Quote, Church cancels his San Antonio gig for a basketball game. We're supposed to be cool with it. Get a DVR, bro. Let's see. Here's another one. I made numerous out-of-town trips to go see him. Mixed feelings. I appreciate his passion for his team, but I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty mad. Dude didn't even reschedule. Just cancel it, said another disappointed fan. Well, anyway. So, uh, you know, the game, as you guys are all pretty uh, probably aware, uh, what, 8.45, I think it's tip-off Saturday? Going on over at the uh, Superdome. Or no, it's not called the Superdome anymore. What is this? Who's this? Oh, Caesars. It's called Caesars Superdome. Which, by the way, in the past, having a you know large venue uh, that belonged to Caesar hasn't always worked out for folks. I don't know if you're aware. Ross, were you aware of this? I've having large, that, yeah. uh, large uh, uh, sporting event areas named after Caesar or belonging to Caesar not always been a uh, net boon for the uh, participants. So. We need some lions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll look into it. But anyway, yeah, so people are PO'd over at uh, Eric Church. So there you go. All right. News is next. Hang on. KCO Day radio program. Your day smarter and celebrating 10 years of keeping you better informed. 1061 FM Talk and News Talk 94.5 WPTI. More with KC starts now. All right, welcome and good morning. It is 7.36 here on the KCO Day radio program. Covered a lot of important topics this morning, everything from the uh, an anti-lynching bill to uh, uh, whacked out proposals as far as taxation goes, but uh, ultimately we got to get into what is one of the most important stories in the morning. No, no, not not just simply uh, you know homoerotic volleyball scenes. 
Thank you, Top Gun. But rather, Top Gun 2. Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. What? Wow. What? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Admiral Iceman? Wait, hold on. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Val Kilmer is an admiral now? This brings up a load of possibility. Wait, hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll get into all those in a moment. Here's I, I, I paused the trailer. Let's keep going. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage the expectations. What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. And we're off. All right, anyway, so that's the thing. You should watch the trailer, blah, blah, blah. Admiral Iceman? How is I? Because there's two schools of thought here. Let's just let's just explore both of these. Is Iceman an a hole or not an a hole? Ross, are you on team a hole or not an a hole? Uh, he was throughout the movie, but he turns out cool at the end. Okay, but you know, there's some people that have argued, and I've seen this term used called an Iceman list. Do you know what the Iceman list is? No idea. Iceman list is. Um, I saw this quite a number of years ago. I thought it was fascinating where somebody had decided that the Iceman list was a list of people who are viewed as um, the the bad guys or uh, less than favorable from a movie perspective. But if you actually evaluate their actions versus whoever the protagonist of the movie is, um, really it's misrepresented. I think one of the more famous examples is Karate Kid. You've seen that argument, right? That at the end of the day, he's the bad guy in Karate Kid. That's that's the Iceman list stuff. So it, so it's perceived bad guys that actually aren't that bad. Right, 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 right. So, and so Iceman being actually, one of them. Right, Johnny wasn't actually that bad in Karate Kid. Daniel just came and kind of like, you know, took his world and, and turned it upside yeah. down. Yeah. 
Yeah, Daniel was the, the uh, antagonist there. And we've seen that now with Cobra Kai, right, where they've kind of switched. Right. Yep. That's the thing. So, and Ice, they call it the Iceman list because if, if you evaluate what happened in Top Gun, what was Iceman's big crime other than wanting no, to do I, things right and mostly doing yeah, things right? I've always said that. Yeah, no, Iceman, I've never seen him as like a real antagonist or a bad guy. He was just more professional than Maverick. Like, he never did anything personally to, to Maverick. Mm-hmm. Right? He, mm-hmm. just, he did that cool thing with his, with his pen in the meeting where he could flip it through his fingers, which is, he's obviously yeah. like a witch or something. And right, then right, right. he would fly really good. Like, he didn't really do anything bad in the movie. He just, they clash because of their, their difference in temperaments. And, and for those of you who don't know, uh, the big conflict in this movie, other than people going, why didn't they have Kelly McGillis back? Um, <laughs> hmm. Google is your friend. Um, <laughs> What? What? Yeah, you know, people get older, man. They change. I'm guilty of it, you know? Well, they do. No, 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 but this is, yeah. this is, yeah, they do. I, Unless I, you're I, Tom Cruise, apparently. Right. I mean, I put on a few pounds. And Tom Cruise is still the same. Maybe a few, one or two more wrinkles. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, but she went through the natural aging process where she's not that same person she was in 1980, whatever it was. It, she it, got and, older. And I got that. But, you know, also, also she is not... There are plenty of actresses who have aged from the point that she started to where she is now who still have maintained, you know, Listen, more of a Hollywood I, look. I'm just saying it happens. Right. No, I totally agree with it. And and frankly, uh, Admiral Admiral Iceman is a good example. Well, but he's also gone. Did you see the documentary, the Val Kilmer documentary about losing his voice and the, the throat cancer and all that? Uh, no, you, to- uh, you you talked about this, though. It's so good. It's such a good documentary. He can barely speak now, so you can't really hold that against him. Uh, but he looks like I- I'm wondering because they throw in that picture in the trailer, which we put up on the blog, and I'd t- I'm going to tweet out at Casey on the radio. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They throw in the picture where you know he's wearing the Admiral suit, and he's up on the wall, and you can tell that his face looks a little, you know, he's gone through a lot. So I'm wondering if they put that little Easter egg in during the last year or so. Maybe in post production after the documentary because the documentary was was popular and really kind of caught on. I'm wondering if maybe they put that in post or if it was originally in the movie. And I'm also wondering if it's going to be in more of the movie or if it's just that little Easter egg. I got I, I would I would have a hard time believing it's too much more of it other than just who the knows. photo, right? Just the photos. Yeah. I mean, which which I get. You know, you get those little uh, those little references there. And let's face it. The 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 premise or the um the thing that they need to overcome in the movie is Rooster. So for those of you who don't know, Rooster is the call <laughs> sign of a young guy who doesn't trust Maverick because he's Goose's son, and he looks just like Goose, like he's got like the like a, the mustache. Yep. And by the way, why would he? He th- you know he couldn't even get his dad's dog tags. I'm wondering if that's going to be in the movie because in the movie he's pissed off at Maverick. He's angry because he blames Maverick for killing right. his dad. You know, he's like at one point in the trailer he goes, "My dad trusted you. I'm not going to make the same mistake." But they also show him playing on the piano. He's playing "Great Balls of Fire" with his uh, with with his uh, with his teammates or whatever in the bar there. Right. So I'm wondering if at some point that's going to come up in the movie. Is he going to be like maybe he's pissed off and angry? You threw my dad's dog tags into the ocean did you ever think at some point maybe i would want those because i know speaking for myself i have my dog my dad's dog tags from vietnam right and their prized possession that in his k-bar 
And I, I like if the house is burning down, you can save like three things. It would be one of the things I. Saved. So if I broke into your house when you were on vacation and threw all of that into the ocean, I would be so upset. So I wonder if it's going to come up in the movie. And we've gone over this previously in the show before. This is probably a big deal, right? If he would be a real emotional person, you would want your father's dog tags. And Maverick throws him in the ocean. Sorry, kid. <laughs> I. It would be interesting if it's part of it. So going back to the Iceman list. It's not just people who were perceived as negative um, that really at the, at the end weren't, but it's also a list of individuals who were supposed to be the good guys. But if you really explore their actions, you realize, yeah, not so much. Um, and I love this because I saw a recent version of the Iceman list, but it had gone through the filter of wokeness. So it had gotten, oh, no. as you can imagine, oh, yeah, exponentially larger. Like uh, Peter Venkman from Ghostbusters, hero or not? Who do you think? What do you think? Yeah, why wouldn't why would he not be a hero? Uh, because in addition to hitting on student volunteers, where there is a disproportionate amount of power over them, he tortures ones he's not attracted to and lies to both of them. He maintains you know, poor data. You know what? To be fair, in the in, in the new movie <laughs> that came out, if you've seen it, they actually address that. Yes, I know. I no, saw. No, no, I, no, I, no, I saw it here recently. Yeah, it's yeah. addressed in the movie. So go away. Well, I, I didn't write this. Not I'm you, simply the reading author, it. The yeah. author, go away. Yeah. His methodology is sloppy. His conclusions are highly questionable. And he does not seem to regard science as a dodge, uh, as any more than a dodge or a hustle. He's a con man, not a scientist, not a good professor, and somebody who is uh, essentially a, me, a walking Me Too violation. So there you go. You ever look at Peter Venkman the same way? I think not. All right, hold on. Who else is on this list here? All right, so uh, so check this out. You ready? This is misunderstood people who are actually good guys or people who were portrayed uh, portrayed as good guys who are not. Ed Rooney. Okay, Ed, Ed Rooney is a jerk. Sorry. Uh, listen, I know they're like, hey, he's a principal. He's caring about his students. He goes a bit too far. Nine absences, you know, nine one, absences in listen, one semester. It's, it's one of those movies, too, when you're a kid, you're like, you know, this, could, this is completely plausible what happened. And as you get older, you're like, he's got some issues. He's tracking down this student. He's, like, chasing him around the city. He's breaking into his home. He tried to rape his sister. No. Oh, God, wow. Wow. I mean, I mean that's that. how she perceived it, and she kicked him in the, you know. Yeah. She's like, oh, I, he was, was this crazy homeless dude in my house. Ed Rooney, Dean of Students, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, simply concerned, personally concerned with the fact that a certain student has nine unexplained absences in a single semester. Listen, the man did not achieve that position in life by having some snot-nosed punk leave his cheese out in the wind, okay? He did not. (laughs) But still, he's a bad guy. Come on. I love this (laughs) There's no way. He's weird, man. Oh, that's the best. All right, hold on. I got to read this whole thing because I literally just called this up. I'm, I'm going to have to read this whole thing. Let's do this. It is 746. Sorry, I got distracted. Ray Stage it's like, what are you doing? Talk to me. All right, uh, we're talking to you, sir. What's up? Oh, we're going to get to it now? Well, no, no, no. So the, the Top Gun just they released a new trailer, and apparently their Iceman is oh. an admiral now. Yes, I saw that. I yeah. Saw and we're yeah. trying to decide, is Iceman a jerk, or is he really just like the yeah. only guy who had his crap together? So. No, Iceman's a jerk. Why is he a jerk? He, what did he ever do that was bad? He was just a, you know, he was a good pilot. Yeah, he's just good at what he does. He was never, he, did, he never did. He was personal. arrogant. Arrogant. They're all arrogant. Yeah, Maverick I, was the arrogant it? one. Yeah. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Jeez. I didn't like them. Sorry. Just didn't welcome like Iceman. Man. Welcome to the team, man. Yeah. <laughs> do you know where they actually do the Top Gun training now? If you make a reference to the movie, they punish you. Really? Yeah, we did that story here a few months ago. I thought it was fascinating. Wow. They're like just well, waiting for some recruit else. to be like, ah, need for speed. All right, you're uh, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so what's going on, uh, man? Anyway, uh, not much. Um, got clouds starting to come in from the west, and that's all out ahead of uh, what's going to be some wind. A gusty south breeze will start picking up, and some thunderstorms, and probably a four-hour window tomorrow, somewhere around there, will be threatened by rain and thunderstorms late morning and into the early afternoon from west east. So the triad maybe a little bit earlier. Triangle maybe around lunchtime or give or take. And then by mid-afternoon, it should be all over with. Um, increasing clouds today will be in the upper 60s, near 70, and then the mid-60s tonight as the warm air continues to push on in. So 20-plus degrees milder tomorrow morning than this morning. And you're going to feel it tomorrow. You're going to have that south breeze. You're going to get up. It may not be raining yet. You'll be like, you know, it feels like something's coming. And there will be. Late morning into the afternoon, a cluster of rain and thunderstorms. Quick moving will come through with potential for some stronger to severe storms. So there could be some strong winds and hail. There's a small risk of a tornado, but I don't think widespread severe weather is going to be happening. Gusty winds even outside of thunderstorms tomorrow, 30-plus miles per hour, and highs near 70 degrees. Then we're going to reset and get into Friday and the weekend with some great weather with a lot of sunshine around, upper 60s to near 70 degrees, lows in the upper 30s to low to mid-40s. Really going to start looking and feeling really good around here um, after the rain comes through tomorrow. I think we'll have a nice run coming up. Uh, three, four, maybe even five days before it even rains again. Might not rain again after tomorrow until maybe Wednesday or Thursday up next week. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Looking yeah. forward to that. Uh, but for now, appreciate it, and we'll talk soon. See you in an hour. Yep. There you go. Ray Stajic from the uh, Weather Channel. He's a complete All right. lunatic. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's a lunatic. Call an Iceman arrogant. How is he arrogant? He's actually, they're all, but to be fair, they're all arrogant. They are, but he's a boring character when you look at it. I mean, he just kind of... He just flies. I, I can't wait to read. I cannot wait to read the paragraph specifically on the whole Maverick Iceman thing from this article, which is very woke, by the way. Uh, we'll get to that and much more coming up. It is the KCO Day radio program. Celebrating 10 years of keeping you connected. This is 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. Wow, getting a lot of feedback here. One, it's okay to admit uh, this is on the uh, Big Top Gun uh, uh, 2 or uh, the Maverick movie, as uh, some are referring to it, uh, trailer. It's okay to admit that upon review, it is a horrible movie. It's okay, guys. Move on. It's not, though. It's so It still holds up. It's such a great movie. And then this email, uh, Iceman is a jerk. He killed Goose. He was blocking Maverick, pulled up high right, leaving Maverick in the jet no, wash. No, listen, Maverick killed Goose because he was undisciplined. It's part of the movie. It's part of something. He, he, he left his wingman. Remember at the end, he's like, I will not leave my wingman. It is a bit of the moral of the story. Like so. He learns to discipline himself. It's part of the movie. And then we were talking about this, this list here, though. I got the woke version of it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, it's referred to as the Iceman list. And basically, it's movie characters that if you actually sit down and think about it, those who are portrayed as bad are actually kind of okay and good. Iceman is on that list. And those who might have been portrayed as good uh, are actually bad. Uh, and the example that they used earlier was Peter Venkman from Ghostbusters, who apparently is some sexual predator or something. I don't know. Um, now, uh, also on that list, Maverick. You want to hear the reason why Maverick is actually the bad guy? Allow me. Much like Axel Foley, so apparently um, Axel Foley's on this list too, Top Gun's Maverick is talented, has great instincts, and might be a loyal friend, but is motivated by uh, nothing, whereas Axel Foley at least is motivated by some sense of justice. Maverick's motivations are murky AF. The stuff of his with his dad and Viper in Vietnam doesn't make any sense. I get that he's into Charlie. That's Kelly McGillis's character. Um, but he seems initially, while well, he seems initially into her, just because she poses a challenge, he eventually doesn't listen to her or treat her particularly well. After grieving is, and his grieving following Goose's death feels like he's just going through the motions. And his PTSD-like symptoms afterwards seem to be driven mostly by a sudden awareness of his own fallibility more than anything else. Is that really a movie hero? So that's their uh, Maverick he, he pick down there. he goes through a hero's journey, which a lot of people these days don't go through, right? That's the main thing, like, when you look at a movie like Star Wars, like, Ray, there's no hero's journey there, right? He starts off a very selfish person, and he learns to discipline himself and become a team member. And it, he's following the ghost of his father. He wants to be as good as his father was. Right. Any other Easter eggs you want to see in this movie? Uh, I actually I sent it to my buddy yesterday, Michael, you know, whose house on a bulldoze. Yeah, yeah. His first reaction was, oh, my God, there's a female pilot. What are they doing? And I said, don't worry about it. I'm pretty sure she dies in the film. So I wouldn't be concerned about that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we just did the story the other day. Remember that, uh, remember that uh, story uh, where the, the Navy lost one of their uh, fighter jets because it missed the landing on the aircraft carrier? It went long or something or it missed the catchers. I don't, anyway, dumped into the ocean. And they were literally having to go retrieve it because it was like in the Chinese uh, China Sea or something. Uh, and they didn't want China grabbing that bad boy. Um, I believe that was the star-studded, big, badass, uh, new female pilot of the new fighter jets who happened to do that. And I noticed that a lot of the stories didn't report that. So uh, I, it just goes to show women can't park. So. I just thought of an Easter egg I would like <laughs> to see in it. <laughs> what? Because I would like to see maybe somebody... Just off screen, and they walk in. They're playing the old Top Gun game, and they can't. And they crash into the ocean when trying to land the plane. Oh yeah, and that, that was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. That'd be so. sort of fun if that was in the movie. I'd like the movie to do well, so we can get weird one-off like uh, series on the streaming services, right? Where it's just like rando characters, like the uh, like the dude whose coffee kept going in his lap. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, give him a ten-episode uh, limited series <laughs> like Loki, right? <laughs> But not him, it's his kid. Right. Who's just, you know, who never had any siblings because his dad was unable to have more kids. 
Because of the coffee. Right, because Maverick apparently is the bad guy. And, cause, and he's just cheesed about how he had to grow up as a you know a single single kid. I'm telling you, man. Hollywood should call us. We got all the good ideas. And we got another hour to go, so stick around. That's coming up next. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome. It is the KCO Day radio program, 807, and uh, hour number three here on your Wednesday to the handful of you who are very upset that Ross and I are talking about movies. Um, deal with it. How's that? What do you want to talk about? What, you, you, want to, you, want to get into, uh, you want to get into more taxation uh, philosophy? Here, here's a thing, and I, let me explain this, and I haven't explained it in a while, but I think some people need to understand this. One of the things that I take great pride in that I think this show is successfully able to do, and the numbers bear it out, as well as any of the research that we've done, is it creates a scenario where rather than me sitting here pounding my hand on the table and repeating GOP talking points for three hours, I feel like it creates an environment for even people who are somewhat apolitical to actually realize that we can have a conversation about stuff. And oh, by the way, when we do then talk about some of the political stuff, maybe the possibility that they hear messaging or some points or some issues or some stats or some quotes that frankly they may not hear in more traditional media because, you know, they just, they aren't going to carry it. So some would refer to that as somewhat of a useful apparatus for that particular purpose. So you sending me emails screeching, I can't believe you're talking about Top Gun. What are you doing? World's burning. World's always burning. Just burning in different places. Maybe you, uh, maybe you should recognize the, uh, the advantage that that is. You know, we have a lot of people that either are apolitical or not GOP that listen to this show which is why everyone flips their gourd whenever they call in with an opinion. And I like it because, you know, I want a bunch of people listening. Anyway, Ross has figured out way enough ideas, too, for this movie so that we're going to need a third one. So. Yeah, I want Cougar to be flying a plane out of Hong Kong, cargo plane. Yes, hauling, yes. Hauling plastic dog poo. That's what I want. Okay, all right. Yeah, but, but with lead paint. Right, because well, you have to. I mean, he shouldn't have turned in his wings. Although you couldn't do the lead paint because then China's like, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna host the movie. And it's like, well, that's weird because you literally stole footage from the original Top Gun to, to promote your fighter jet. So and listen, anybody around our age, right, which is the target demographic for the show, is incredibly excited for this movie. Yeah, you, me, and Emmett. Oh my Till. God, I can't wait. Yeah, we're all right around the same age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, for those of you who don't know, see, this is an example. This is the President of the United States yesterday who's announcing the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill. America and the world saw what she saw. Emmett Till was born nearly 40 years ago after the first anti-lynching law was introduced. Wait, so I'm older than Emmett Till? I don't think that's true. I did a little research, Wait, listen, and apparently man, listen, it says he was born in 41. Calm down, man. He has a stutter. 
You know what? That's fair. Obviously, that was he stuttered there. Only, but he, okay, fine. Then he's Irish. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Liam Panetta point, did point that out. Yeah, so, so, so. That's a thing. So anyway, yeah, that's why we do other stories. So, and if you don't like it, uh, the polite me would tell you, you know, understand that that point I just made is a great point about people maybe being introduced to information because there is a uh, there's a shiny object, which is the show and the variety of things we talk about. The other side of it is, don't care. <laughs> That's the other side of it. That's it. Right there. What is this? What you don't understand, guys, is Iceman is a homosexual. The movie is a reflection of the homosexuality of Mav. Search Quentin Tarantino's video explaining that. That's a thing. That is a Tarantino thing. I forgot about. It's some sort of weird... I don't know. Maybe that's the direction they go in this movie. Who knows? Nothing would surprise me. That's my great... What is your greatest fear? That that Hollywood that wokes it up? It's going to be too nostalgic. It's just too, too... Too campy and too nostalgic. Like, they'll be playing... They'll be beach volleyball on the beach, and Cheap Trick will be there playing... How the, could the it song, be, though? You know what I mean? How could it be more over-the-top campy than it already is? In retrospect. I mean, I, I'm so looking forward to it. Even in the trailer, they play the little piano. It's a different rendition of the original theme. Chills yesterday, dude, watching it. I'm like, I can't wait. I haven't looked forward to seeing a movie in a theater I probably since The Force Awakens. I'm so excited to see this movie. Can I make a very misogynistic prediction? I think it's going to be one of those movies that it has a sharp gender divide to the point where conversations about, hey, hey, honey, what should we see really? when we go to the theater? Yeah, uh, I kind of feel like that. I can't see that happening in the Hayes house. The Hayes residence not going to happen. We're both a family, but I can't wait to see it. And I I know Marky, Marky's best friend, uh, who lives, they, they live down in Florida now. They, they're the ones that get back from Japan. She loves Top Gun. But then again, her husband's in the Navy, so. But did he go? There's people. There's a bunch of people probably went in the Navy because of that movie. No question. There is. I, I was watching. And their recruiter lied to them. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. You want to fly jets? No problem. I was watching and now, a, they're, now they're just a cook. I was watching I was watching a documentary on it, and they were saying, <laughs> yeah, the recruitment numbers after Top Gun came out into the Navy and also the Air Force were just through the roof. Through the roof. Oh, I they're, believe like, that. they're like, oh, All I want to be Maverick. That's what I want to do. And then when they got there, they're like, oh, my God, the movie lied to me. Well, and the recruiter lied to them, too. Oh, yeah, no problem. You want to hey, come in? You want to fly jets? Yeah, we got you covered. You know, my dad growing up, my buddy's dad growing up, he literally was a fighter pilot for the Navy. That was his background. And then when he left, um, he flew uh, planes for the highway patrol. The whole deal. But um, was he inverted? Well, no, no, no. You, you ready for this? Hated the movie Top Gun. Wow. Yeah. and But he hated it for the reasons like when I watched like Bear Grylls or I watch uh, um, Yellowstone or some of the others where there's the nuanced things that bother me having grown up in that environment where it's just like, yeah, that's not really okay, how that works. Then it's, it's like when we watch like a, a movie about radio and all the technical right. stuff is wrong and it bugs us. Yeah, they don't turn any of the, none of the light, all the lights are red on the board in front of them. And you're like, you got to turn the pot on. It's not that hard. Where you, you you know you look away and tragically like the best representative uh, representation of talk radio is talk radio and I don't want to spoil that but I you know it doesn't work out for me that is such a good movie too <laughs> so 
Well, except for the end, right? Except for the end, right? Yeah, I got to pick up these phones, man. Phones are going off the hook. Except a, for the end. Man, it's a like, good movie. You'd hate to see that, right? Um, the first. Oh, here's the thing. All right, this is from an Air Force vet. The first Top Gun, best recruiting movie of the Air Force, hands down. There you go. I always like to thinking about the original movie. Remember, like the final, like the the final scene where they're going against the Russian MIGs, and you have the control room with the uh, I don't know whether what is was he the captain or the whatever of the ship, but he was also the principal from Back to the Future. Is that yes. guy, remember that guy? And yeah, it's yeah. Just, I just remember the control room being filled with smoke. Remember that scene? You can't even see through it. It's just like I always wondered. So if you're that's wondering really, if that's how yeah, it really is? I wondered if that's really how it was. I'm sure at some point it was. I, oh, absolutely! Remember I'm, that he's I'm, just puffing away in that cigar. The whole scene is just a, it's just the the smoke is so thick you can barely see the characters in the scene. Yeah, now you, you obviously you, you couldn't do that, or you get rung up for something. They probably throw you out of the service. But I'm sure back in the day, chomping on cigars, sitting there handling stuff, staring at the little spinny radar. Absolutely, man, one hundred percent. I'm sure that that came to pass. Um, but uh, that's uh, that's got to be a thing of the past, man. That is, there is no way. All right, 615, KCO Day Radio Pro. Let me ask this question, and I'm going to get some other stories too, fear not, but let me ask you a very important question. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4patriots.com slash on the right. On the right, that's four Patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. Is there, is, has a movie influenced your life decisions? Like we were just talking about people who saw Top Gun. They're like, you know what? I'm joining the Air Force or the Navy. I've said it before, but uh, Good Morning Vietnam is the reason that I chose my profession. Because the what you wanted to open I a bar, wanted, I wanted to, <laughs> Jimmy Was bar. I wanted I wanted to be Robin Williams. I said I want to do that. I want to be I want to be on a morning show one day, and I, I want to make people laugh. Why That's didn't you join the army then, and try to get assigned to uh, that particular MOS? My dad said, you know what, I did that. I did that. Now you're going to do something different. Oh, okay, <laughs> your dad's like, yeah, I'm going to have you not join the uh, army. You could not do that. All right. Um, well, we we'll get we we'll get calls on that. I always find that fascinating. 
I don't know that I because I don't know that I could say that there's anything from a movie standpoint that influenced stuff. Except now my paranoia of going into the parking lot, thanks to Ross not you know having my back on the talk radio thing. Such but, a good movie. Yeah, except for the end. Except for the end. We'll get more calls coming up. Hang on. The show after the show is on the iHeartRadio app. Search KCO Day for the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. All right, good morning, 821 KCO Day radio program. Uh, phone number 888-934-7874. What? <laughs> well, I didn't mean to get in this conversation. By the way, if we get in this conversation, I'm going to get in trouble because technically um, my cousin was a recruiter. I guess he technically still is, but... My Air Force recruiter was a plumber by trade. In 2005, he told my mom and I that the Air Force is always several countries back from wherever the war zone is. Two years later, I was, I was driving a convoy through the middle of Baghdad. Yeah. Yeah, we could do a whole show on that. Okay. Uh... All right, here's another email. Uh, I was on board the USS Enterprise, not the one you're thinking of, Ross. Or that wasn't the USS Enterprise. Yeah, it was USS Enterprise, wasn't it? Anyway, but uh, in this case, the um, um, the actual naval vessel. I was on board the USS Enterprise from 97 to 2000 as an air traffic controller, and the radar scopes had keyboards with ashtrays next to them. Nice. However, by the time I got there, there was no smoking, but the ashtray holes were still there. So I guess that answers your question. There you go. Somebody also pointed out that if Goose's son was smart, he would have just sued Northrop Grumman for a faulty ejection system. Yeah, that's Dibs from Twitch. He's a follower on the Hayes for Sheriff Twitch channel. He's a good guy. I love him. He's, I'm sorry, the who actually, from the where? From for, the what? He's a listener, too, from Tennessee. Yeah, all those word, none of those words made sense, so. Anyway, so I so I threw it out there too because uh, I you know I think it's interesting the recruiting tool that that was. I love how some people refer to it as propaganda, and I've actually seen it demonized as an example. Demonized uh, going back to discussions like um, uh, remember under Trump when the U.S. military was doing uh, advertising at NASCAR races for recruiting efforts, and people are like, "Oh, that's just so horrible! It's just so." Why? That's, you know, we do targeted advertising from a radio perspective. And if you ask me, that seems like a good buy, actually. That seems like a, uh, that seems like a fertile hunting ground uh, from a military recruitment standpoint. So if you are going to expend dollars, we could argue whether she expend dollars on advertising, but ultimately that seems like a logical conclusion there. All right, to the phones. Here we go. Nicole, you're up first. Go right ahead. Hey, Casey. Hey. You you asked for callers to call in with uh, their experience of watching a movie that influenced their life decision. And um, when I was in college, The Wedding Planner with Jennifer Lopez came out, and uh, it definitely inspired me to become a wedding planner. And fast forward fifteen plus years later, here I am. Okay, I have well, there's a couple. I have a couple questions. One, I admittedly I don't know that I've seen that movie, but as I seem to remember, wasn't the whole thing where the wedding planner ended up with the 
the, with the yeah, groom or something? Disregard, disregard that part. Like y'all said, there's a lot of uh, inaccuracies in that movie I have since found out. Same sure. with Father of the Bride. Same with Father of the Bride. Oh, um, I'm sure. But yeah. I'm sure. Well, and here's my yeah. other question. What's it like uh, being on the level of Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and the sheer volume of psychopaths that you have to deal with on a daily basis? <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Really? It's not that bad. Really? It really isn't. It we really have this conversation isn't. off the air. Would it go in a different direction? But the, I bet you have some <laughs> stories, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. 100%. Stories. Yeah, I, everyone tells me I need to start writing books. Um, but generally speaking, you know, wedding days are lovely and our clients are fantastic. So I love my job. I appreciate the movie and uh, how it influenced me. Okay. Well, I, uh, Nicole, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't feel Nicole was being 100% truthful. I'll bet. I'll bet she could write three books. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I saw this. In, I saw this in a friend of mine, who I felt was the chillest girl that I went to high school with. Like, we were friend. We were very good friends. We never dated. There was never any of that. But we were we were very good friends, and she was just super chill. And I remember when she got married, because she ended up marrying a, a, a friend, like a mutual friend of ours. And I didn't unrecognizable, unrecognizable. I remember I went to that wedding. And I'm just like, holy cow! I just have to see if this act, this thing actually happens. So, but yeah, it's another story for another day. Ryan, what's up? Hey, Casey. So, Top Gun has definitely, uh, you know, been inspiration in my life. My dog's name is Maverick, and also my kids call me Viper instead of Dad. And in addition to that, you know, when we're talking about Top Gun, it's kind of like. Uh, they're against the Russians. It's geopolitical talk, you know, talk radio. Do they, do they call you Viper because they're hoping that that works out in the same way or what? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. But, it, you know, the my favorite part is when I'm in a road rage or something and I flip somebody off and then they ask, what was that for? And I just tell them I'm keeping up foreign relations. So that's what you got to do, man. Yeah, and he yeah. puts you in the jet wash, so. You can't abide by that. Scooter, real quick, what's up? Yeah, um, Rocky Three is a story about white privilege because Mickey had to uh, pay off the fighters before him and stuff to so he could win. And uh, he finally comes up against someone, you know, a black man who worked his way up, and you know he actually has to work hard to try to try to beat him because M- Mickey couldn't buy him off. All right, yeah, sure. I'll add it to the list of that insane woke article I read earlier. I'm down. Yeah, so. and and uh, Harry Potter's just uh, Star Wars with uh, different kinds of lifesavers. No, very good point, sir. Yeah, yep. 100%. All right, Scooter, thanks for the call. So there you go. What did we learn? You can force your children to call you by call signs from Top Gun. Make it happen. Celebrating 10 years and still going strong. Thank you. KC is on 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle.
All right, good morning. It is uh, 836 KCO Day radio program. And then there was, was there like a 12-car pileup when that happened? or no, what happened? it was just me in the car in front of me, but I was so excited, dude. I've been waiting for like over a decade to see it. Ross is rooting for death and destruction. So when you're so finally down, somebody whacked a golf yeah. ball onto the road on this course he drives by, and it didn't hit him or anybody, but damn near did. I, I like I said, I've been living in Wake Forest now since 2010, and I've been waiting for this time. You have the Pascal Golf Course, whatever it is. It's a public golf course, and it's right near Durham Road there, like Highway 98. Yes, it's like right there. Like if you're on the golf, if you're if you're you know if you're ready to hit your ball. I don't know golf terminology. I'm so sorry. But if you're ready to hit your ball, whatever, and what you're on the tee, I guess you're on the tee, I could roll down my window and be like, hey, buddy. And you could hear me be like, how you doing, bud? Like, it's that close to the road. And I've been waiting for years to have somebody hit a golf ball into the street or or even see somebody on the side of the road looking for their ball. Like, somebody has to be as bad as I would be at golf where that would happen. And Marky's like, it's never going to happen because of the direction of the hole from the tee. It's not going to happen. Well, yesterday I'm driving. And first I see a guy on the side of the road on the left, right on the like on the on the road looking for his golf ball. And I'm like, yeah, somebody finally did it. And then I look up and I'm like, what is that? And I look over and in front of the car in front of me, the golf ball went over the car, bounced on the side of the road on the opposite side of the road. So finally, I saw somebody hit their golf ball almost almost hit a car. I've been waiting for over 10 years. I, I don't know how it's taken that long. dude. I I'm, I, let me tell you what, man, if you want when it comes to hitting golf balls like in place, do you know I hit a guy on a green playing behind me? I was on the tee box. So, you know, you get to the green, you putt, and then you walk over the next tee box. So feasibly, then on the tee box, you're pointing away from the green that you just came off of, right? So I hit a golf ball. I whacked this tree that was to the right of the tee box, which ricocheted the ball back and hit the dude in the middle of the back who was on the green about 40 yards behind me. Now, do you get points for that? I thought I should get points, although the worst was, because I still don't know the totality of it, to your point, I was up in Boone, and they have, uh, there's a golf course, Boone Country Club, but you, you public can play it, I guess. Um, anyway, I was up there uh, with some buddies, and one of the buddies got a place up there. He's like, we're going to go play this course. Never played the course, whatever. So we're playing, and there's this par three that runs adjacent to the main highway that goes to Banner Elk, and... I'm on this par three, and I hooked the crap out of this ball on the on the par three. And the, the, the trees are tall enough where you can't see the road. You can hear it. But the ball goes over the trees, and all of a sudden, I hear a motorcycle. There's a motorcycle. You can hear it coming. All of a sudden, you hear it rapidly downshifting, and you hear the tires slide <laughs> on it. And you hear another car. The tires screech to a halt. And I'm like, I just looked over at the guys I'm playing with, and I'm like, I'm going to go the next hole. <laughs> and I just drove away in my cart, man. I'm telling you. We kind of waited for them. I'm like, I don't, I don't know nothing. Every day driving home, I've been doing this over 10 years. I, as soon as I get like near the golf course, I'm like, today's the day. Today, I'm going to see somebody in the side of the road looking for their golf ball, or I'm, I'm going to see you know, a golf ball fly into the road. And yesterday it happened. I was so excited. I'm te- you talk to the guys that I play golf with, they, they, they have photos of the horrible places I've hit a golf ball. Because I have I have two speeds. I can hit a golf ball really well and really far and 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 great, or I can hit it in a way where you wouldn't believe it unless you saw it. And I don't know why there's not like no, like no, no I, I I am envious of people who have slight problems. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you can so deal you're, with that. you're really like really good or you're awful. Exactly. 
That's it. I'll have days where I'm just I'm just cranking away. Everything's going great. I don't know. I think it's in my head. And then I'll have other days where it's like nobody wants to be anywhere near me uh, because it's just too damn dangerous. So um, I'm, I I would be that guy. I just don't play that course up there. They used to have another course right along the highway there, too. I think they got I think the housing development, they ended up getting rid of it because the last thing was the driving range that was over there. But anywho, well, I'm glad I'm glad your dreams came true. Now, what are you rooting for? That's the question. I mean, right. the odds of it happening again. I mean, oh, I see. I see. All right. Let me get some calls here. John, what's up? Me? Yeah, yeah. Are you John? Casey. Go ahead, sir. Hey, I'm I'm old enough that uh, I actually remember Alan Bird. You were mentioning talk radio. I'm passionate about both talk radio and the Air Force. Okay. Let me tell you something, Bud. You are you are no Alan Bird. Thank God. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Whoa. Well, he Ross, uh, off, Ross, Ross wouldn't everybody. admit that. So, yeah, <laughs> he pissed off everybody, but he told the truth. And uh, when I was in the Air Force, uh, I took the truth that I learned on talk radio and actually got fired from the Air Force because of it. Carry on, brother. Uh, all right. Did you have a call sign? Was going to be my question, sir. No call sign. Uh, it's un, uh, un, un unrepeatable on the radio. All right, no, that's fair. All right, John, appreciate the call there. All right, so look, at least John doesn't want me to end up like the guy from Talk Radio. Full disclosure, nice I just don't remember the end. That's what it is. Really? Yeah, that's what it is. I, I remember the, the more important role. The, my favorite character in that movie is the producer. The producer's right. the star of that movie. He's the same really? guy that plays the, uh, what's it, the doctor in Scrubs. I can't remember his name. You know the guy I'm talking about. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was in, uh, and wasn't he in Apocalypse Now? Or, what, or was it Platoon? I can't remember which one. Platoon. Yeah, both of those movies inspired me to join the military right there. Although somebody just sent me an email and said that they were inspired to join by Full Metal Jacket, and I can't tell if they're if that's what? truthful or not. I often wonder, like, would I have won the Kumite if I didn't see Bloodsport before? Well, I mean, there's some important lessons. Like, you, had you not seen it, would you have known to practice your Dinmok so when you showed up, if you were asked to do that, that you would be on no, point? No, I would have. Had, I had had no idea. Exactly. So uh, I think it's I think it's important. What is this? I was persuaded after watching Full Metal Jacket to become a Marine. 
I joined right out of high school in 1999. We had a lot of veterans in our family, Air Force, Army, and Navy. It wasn't a surprise I followed in their footsteps, but I broke the mold and joined the Marines. What was the part? You can murder your uh, your your commanding officer in the uh, what, in the latrine. Yeah, what, I don't, is, what is the part of that movie that you would watch and be like, I want to do that? Maybe the hookers uh, <laughs> for ten dollars over in I don't know, um, or uh, perhaps maybe uh, the two life crew album Not that to, followed as to a be, result. To be fair, you get a long time for your money. Really, but unless uh, you know. It's a little racism. I don't know if you'd notice that among the uh, among the prostitutes in that movie. Uh, so maybe you know uh, life lesson, life lesson there. But but will she love you that long time? That's the question that uh, has to be answered, and uh, we don't know. Uh, James, what's up? Hey, good morning, guys. Great show. I am a professional pilot to this day, thanks to Airport 1975. It's <laughs> Part of the cheeky disaster film series that ran in the 70s. Nobody was cooler than Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. in the left seat of that 747 until two-thirds of his crew got sucked out of the cockpit by uh, by that beach baron. Fun fact, that actual airplane, the baron, it, it uh, was involved in a real-life meteor collision in 1989, but... Uh, cool movie and you know what would be really great they need to reinvigorate that series call it airport 2022 and all the drama would be inside the airplane this time with the masking and the wokeness and the uh, service animals you know we need to make that happen absolutely man service peacocks running about or what was the what was the one she she ended up like drowning her gerbil and sued the airlines everything's crazy so all right james appreciate the call thank you very much for that it's a strange motivation. I'm glad it worked out. All right, let's get Ray Stajic in here. Hey, man. So Yo, we're having this up? conversation about the sheer volume of people who literally were inspired to do what they do for a living based on uh, watching a movie is uh, staggering. Uh-huh. So I guess I'm wondering, do you watch a weather movie or something? You're like, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, did you watch Twister? And you're like, I got to do this. Yeah, you know, I decided I wanted to do this long before Twister. So what could have been? The Shining. <laughs> oh, it kind of had a weather theme to it, right? What do you do? I design I hedge mazes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, always, I always think, because I think of the winter and I think of snow, and I always think of the movie The Shining. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, some fond childhood memories indeed. But uh, here I am. Uh, it used to, it used, to irritate, used to irritate me, too, because people are like, I'm going to go see that hotel, and we're going down to Colorado. And I'm like, well, you're not going to see that hotel. You're going to see the name of the hotel, but you're going to have to go to, like, right. Washington or wherever the damn thing is. Yeah. So, anyway. well, yeah, they called Hollywood, right? For a reason. Bunch yeah. of filthy uh, liars, man. Exactly. Well, no liars here. Um, some impactful weather tomorrow after we get past that. I think it's going to get real nice around here for quite a few days. Not even an April Fool's joke. I mean, Friday's going to be a real nice first day of the month. And as we get into the weekend, looks real good, too. Uh, clouds starting to come in from the west now. Should be a decent day today. Um, more clouds than sun, upper 60s, near 70. Tonight, we're going to stay in the mid-60s, so very mild overnight. And then from west to east, we'll start to see showers and thunderstorms come through tomorrow. Probably 9 or just after 9 at the triad. Then probably between 10 and 12 triangles. So come west to east pretty quickly. And maybe some stronger storms with some strong winds and 
small hail, maybe a tornado, not a great risk, but there may be some warnings, either a severe thunderstorm warning or a tornado warning or two tomorrow before it tapers off mid-afternoon, 71. And even outside of thunderstorms, we're going to have a windy morning. The winds could be going 30-plus miles per hour, so that could blow some things around even if we don't have thunderstorms. And then tomorrow night, the front will go through. We'll drop into the mid-50s. Friday looks great. April Fool's Day, sunny, mid-60s. Mid-upper 60s to low 70s with lots of sunshine over the weekend, even on into Monday and Tuesday of next week. Uh, by Tuesday, we could be back close to maybe 80 degrees. So uh, real nice stuff coming in for the first few days of the month of April. Uh, you got. Uh, by the way, that's the worst day in talk radio, April Fool's Day. Yeah, it is. Because you're trying to put stories together. <laughs> And every story yeah. that you, you look at and you go, you know what? I'm going to need like three sources on this today because yep. just not. Well, mine. that or you got to. Yeah. You got to take more time to explain. No, this is not an April Fool's joke. Yeah. Right. Because well, some inevitably some psychopath in Florida will do something insane, which will sound like an April Fool's joke. And then you're reminded, oh, no, <laughs> yeah. it's just Florida, man. No, it's, it's Florida. Florida guy. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate it. See you tomorrow. Yep. Yep. And we'll come back, chat with uh, Jeff Bellinger, get more of your calls next. Hang on. A new decade on the calendar and celebrating 10 years on the air. This is 1061 FM Talk in the Triangle and News Talk 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. All right, welcome back. It is uh, 852, your Bloomberg update being brought to you by Containers for Less. That's Containers, the number four less.com. Jeff Bellinger, what's happening? Well, good morning, Casey. We've had two uh, up sessions on Wall Street in a row, but the futures are down some this morning. Not sharply so, but uh, the Dow is off by 114 uh, points. ADP's latest estimate of private sector hiring was a little stronger than expected. ADP says 455,000 workers were added to pi- uh, private payrolls this month. A breakfast of eggs and avocado toast has been hit by food inflation. The nation's biggest egg producer, CalMaine Food, says the cost of producing eggs is soaring because the company is paying so much more for the corn and soybeans that are fed to its hens. And avocado prices are at a 24-year high as supplies tighten in Mexico. Verizon now working to track down and block spam text messages that have drawn complaints from a lot of the company's wireless customers. The texts appear to come from customers' own numbers. The messages may be attempting to steal information. They offer a free gift for clicking on a link. The FBI has issued a bulletin saying hackers have launched a phishing scheme targeting American election officials. Emails went out to officials in at least nine states trying to trick the recipients into handing over their login credentials. A lot of people still priced out of the housing market. Home prices are at or near record highs. Inventories are at record lows. Two-thirds of the non-homeowners surveyed by Bankrate.com say they simply cannot afford to own a home at this point. And Uber Technology KC has ambitious expansion plans. The CEO says the company is going beyond ride-hailing and food delivery. It will seek to out Amazon, Amazon.com. Uber is going to help merchants set up and operate digital storefronts. It'll be something uh, like what uh, Shopify does, but on a local level. KC? Did you see the big news, by the way, this morning? Um, maybe not. So what is it? The new trailer for the Top Gun sequel dropped, and apparently Iceman is referenced in it. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm assuming you're excited about the uh, the follow up, or you know, I only I saw the original once on Laserdisc, and I, so that's I 
I don't re- don't have a strong recollection of it. It was a lot of years ago. Well, hopefully it's good. All right. We'll, we'll I hope root so. for that. So yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, Casey. Take care. Yep. Bye bye. <laughs> Did you think you would have seen it or not? I would. I, mean, if you had to I would have thought so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Was, I mean, it was a big. It was a big movie. What was the other a very specific but, laser disc reference too? It was, but then he never saw Rocky either. Oh, that's so, right. I mean, He's never, never seen, seen Rocky. the Rockies. Yeah. I got to read this email because I think it's funny. Hey guys, I was inspired. I was inspired to be a prisoner because I watched Shawshank Redemption. No, seriously, did ten years. Love you guys. San Juan Taneo. Uh, thank you for listening down in Mexico, sir. Appreciate that. All right. Um, here we go. Lisa, what's up? Hey. First off, I want to say I love your show, and I'm glad that you switch it up and not just talk politics all the time. So, um, but I was calling in reference to the inspiration of films. My husband saw the film Firebirds by Nicolas Cage um, in 1990, and that inspired him to be an Apache helicopter pilot. And he's been doing that for the last 19 years and is a battalion commander here at Fort Bragg now over an Apache unit. Firebirds. I, I'm trying to remember that movie. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I if think I've that ever it was it. probably like a D list movie. <laughs> no, but you know, whatever. Yeah, here it is Firebirds, Tommy Lee Jones, Nicolas Cage. Holy cow, look how young they look. 1990. Yeah, he was about 10 years old when the, it came out. So Well, that's good. He's been following there's, the stream for a long know, time. I don't know what all happens in the movie, but there's other helicopter-related movies. Like, it's probably good your husband wasn't inspired by, like Bat-21 and some of the others. So, Airwolf would have been fine. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, very good. Uh, Lisa, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Okay? Yeah. Have yep. a good day. All right. <laughs> wow, I didn't even, I wouldn't even know where to stream this movie. Elite Apache helicopter pilots are tasked with destroying powerful... You know what? I actually, I have seen this movie. I reckon um, because I'm on IMDb and they're kind of running through the trailer there. Yes. Wow, I hadn't thought about this movie in forever. It's got a 4.7 rating. I think it's uh, people are probably... Wow, 4.7 out of 5. Out of ten. Oh, okay. Out of ten. Out of ten. Yeah. Look at that. Sean Young is in that. You know who Sean Young is? That's the chick from Blade Runner, man. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah, it's got Tommy Lee Jones, Nicolas Cage, Sean Young, Brian Kessner. Anywho. Look at that. We got away with uh, all sorts of uh, fun, nostalgic movie discussion. Very excited with that. But, uh, you know, that's how, the, uh, that's how it goes. And sadly, some guy was going to call in and say that he saw an accident caused by a golf ball at that very course, right? And then he hung he, up. No, he was in the accident. Oh, he was in the accident. Because of the car in front of him, yeah. Slammed on their brakes from the uh, golf ball flying over. Yep, that'll do that, man. That'll happen. I'm pretty sure I still killed that motorcyclist in Boone, too, so I feel bad about that. But anyway, uh, on that note, we got to roll. See ya. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.